Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. Welcome to an all-new Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brendan McCorkle, and Mike, pound for pound, the best in town, Crawford. What up, Brendo? How you doing, my guy? I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? What? That damn helicopter decided to fly over my house right at the beginning of our episode. I did. They're looking for you. I put an APB out on your ass because you went missing there when we tried to start the episode. So, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. If you would have got missing, I just would have introduced you anyway. <laughs> they would have met you when you got back. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. You could have probably taken the show over by yourself and just become famous solo. Only a little no, famous, no, no. though. Then, once you get a little bit of famous, you could do what I did and buy a brand new car. <laughs> there you go. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get famous, you can buy new cars. Or sometimes you ain't even got to buy them. They give them to you. That's true. We're not we at that. We ain't that famous yet. Yeah, we ain't that famous yet. I mean, we got a good deal on a Honda. So, oh, you know, man. we're about that famous. Kind of a pilot. Oh, Honda okay. pilot. No, no, no. You got to take that back. Why? Because I don't like Honda, Honda pilots as of today. Why? What happened? Yo, so I have a parking spot that I park in at work. Does it say your name on Park it? Parking there. No, no, no. It's okay. not marked, right. but it's my spot. Just, okay, I was just making sure that everybody, everybody else didn't know it was your spot. spot. But now, for the last two days, it's been this white Honda Pilot in my spot, bro. <laughs> and they got to go. Because if I find out who it is, I'm going to let them know. Like, don't park in my spot. It's mine. Why don't you get to work earlier? I don't know how they get there. I don't know where this person is. They just randomly came out of nowhere. They weren't parking at me. They randomly are just a better employee than you. Wow, now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? This ain't like a new thing. I've been here for a while, a couple months now. Like randomly for the last two days, you're in my spot, bro. I don't know who you are. See, I definitely. The thing that always pissed me off, because I always did the same thing. I always found a spot, a consistent spot that nobody usually parked in. I find my joint, and I just go there and get used to it. I get in a routine. I mean, it's off to the side. I would always do, I would usually do like a row or two back and somewhere towards, not the center end of like the aisle where you would go to the entrance, but like the far end to where I still don't have to deal with a bunch of bullshit trying to get out. But it's like, nobody's going to park there on purpose unless they have to, you know? Like, that's the spot I pick. So if somebody does go in that spot, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? No, no, no. There's plenty of parking outside of where I park. Like, mine is like the last row in the back. You're like, you're like being petty. you like, you might see me parked all the time. Like, yo, I'm just going to mess with his funk. But it messes up my funk sweat. Like, it messes up my whole... Your enter-exit strategy. going on in the morning, man. Like, I go to work planning and get on my spot and start my day that way. And when it's not there for the last two days, I've been off. Been off, and I don't like it. So, if I find them... Why don't you just park next to them? No, I need my spot. 
they can park next to me. Okay, so why don't you park so close next to them that they have to climb in through the passenger door and then they won't do that <laughs> shit again? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the other. I don't know. I'm just saying there are ways to fuck with people where you could be like, oh, sorry. Like, I don't know. There was another car parked close to me on the other side. I just had to squeeze in because I didn't want to be late. My bad. (laughs) Or you could just leave a note saying, it's my personal preference to park in this spot. Do you mind parking somewhere else, please? And then if then they don't do it, then you do my move and you piss on their tires. Piss on their tires? Yeah, anybody that parks like an asshole, I'll I'll muster up some urine and I'll piss on their tire. Driver's side so they can smell it. Anyone, but if you want to hurt someone, flat three of their tires. See, I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want them to I'm understand that it was a shitty move and it put me in a pissy mood. So I'm going to piss on your tire. And driver's side so you know that somebody definitely did it. So this girl I used to work with taught me that if you want to get back at somebody, you flat three of their tires, not four. Because insurance only covers when you get all four. And you know, what does it cover three? Oh, see, I love that kind of vindictive asshole maneuvering. Now, the fact that she actually did the research to find that out and is that vindictive is some sad shit. Good thing I won't ever date her. Shout out to her for the information. Listen, bro, if you don't have at so, least one broad in your life that has tried to light your shit on fire, then you're not exploring enough in the dating world. My opinion. I explore enough, and yeah, yeah, yeah. As long you, you are already, you're fine. I know you. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've had some crazy shit done to me in my day, bro. Like people are crazy. What can I say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some wild shit done to me. You know, clothes on the fucking out. Like just take shit, break shit. Like, all right, whatever you want. If it makes you feel any better, you're the one that looks like a psychopath. I could just go back to Target. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also, know. dude, we had another vehicle purchase this weekend. We did buy two cars. Don't get me wrong. We're not fucking, I'm not that famous, Mike. We aren't that famous. But we did get new tires for the other vehicle. <laughs> but, bro, tires, it's like, feels like buying a new car anyway. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I paid 900 for mine, so. Dude, we paid a grand. There you go. A grant. For tires. For rubber. But that was really like warranty and everything, though. Here's the thing, though. They could charge 250 bucks for one piece of rubber because you can't drive without them. There you go. Whatever. $200 for a goddamn piece of rubber. Yeah. Why can't we just make tires? We can. People do. That's, you know, kind of the I business. Mean, like me and you, dude. Like, no, nah, I don't want to be in the tire tires. business. I ain't talking about in the business. I'm talking about just make tires for ourselves so we don't have to spend the $1,000. That's being in the tire business, Mike. It's being self-sufficient. That's like the Amish. They don't go buy butter. They make it. It just sounds being awful. in the tire business would make us people who sold tires. We ain't selling shit. You just said you don't want to be in the tire business, but you want us to have tires. Being in the tire business doesn't mean you have to sell it necessarily. It just means that you're manufacturing the stuff. We would still be manufacturers, and that's business. I don't care to be in We're the tire not business. We're manufacturing from nobody but ourselves, though. So if you right. do an oil change at your house, you're in the oil change business? Yeah. You're self-sufficient. Oh. Well, no, oh, actually yeah. not. Because business. oil change is different. You're changing something. You're not creating something out of nothing. You're not manufacturing something. You're performing a service. Services are different than manufacturing. 
Parts and labor, Mike. Parts and labor. But I ain't manufacturing shit because the rubber is already. I just got okay, to into Mike. a loop. Okay. All right. <laughs> Semantics, mamantics. Let me ask you this. So the guy that sold me these tires, that's his only job is selling tires. It's a pretty sweet gig. Um, <laughs> what makes it a pretty sweet gig? Because he works at a dealership. So okay. people pull up. He checks their tires and goes, here's what you have. Here's what they look like. Do you want new ones? Yes or no? Okay. He doesn't work. Like, he works for the dealership, but that's his only job. He doesn't have to deal with customers being pissed off about anything except for their rubber well, tires. Get like a tire shop, there has to be like a tiresome job to have to keep it open. Like, you got to keep Mike. business and then competition with other people. But at dealerships, it's way different. Yeah. Like you go in there for like your 50000 they be like, yeah, you need tires. You're like, okay, well, let me. And there's no competition. Your competition is them not having to drive somewhere else to get tires. It's it's pretty easy gig. But this dude, although, I will say, I don't understand it. Like So he's like, oh, okay, with these good years, you get a $50 rebate or whatever. And then he proceeds to tell me how I should spend my $50 that I'm going to get in my rebate. <laughs> he's like, you can go out to dinner, maybe go to take the kids to a movie. I'm like, why don't you stay the fuck in your own life and worry about my tires? <laughs> Like, why do you think you should tell me how to spend my money? You're not my financial advisor. You're selling me rubber car shoes. Like, relax, buddy. You should have good customer service, too, man. Yeah, but you also, if you were in the customer service business, and here's what I don't understand. If you're in the customer service business, you have to read your customers. If your customers don't want to fucking talk to you, (laughs) you handle your business and let them be. But you have a certain responsibility to try to be personable. Yes, and I was personable to the guy. Yep, okay. I, I just don't. You. This guy customer, doesn't know. You have no responsibility. You're spending money. You don't have to be nice. Yeah. You don't have to be. All you have to do it. You do Here's the other respect. part. I didn't even have to spend respect. money. It was a thing where I'm like, I, you know, I text my wife. I'm like, hey, not for nothing. This guy's saying we need tires. Look, we're good in the middle, but the outside treads are pretty worn. You know, it's up to you. What do you think? She got back to me. It was like. Uh, you know what? It's about time anyway. Like, let's just do it. Okay. We trust the dealership. Fine. That's it. This guy's job was done for him. I called him and said, hey, dude, uh, by the way, we're going to add the tires onto the service. Go ahead and do that. I'll be back tomorrow morning and we'll, we'll just come in for you. Okay. Like I made this guy's job easier than it's ever been before. Maybe that's why he cared about my personal life, but he doesn't fucking know me. Like being personal, personable and... You know, like trying to relate to somebody based on just their looks and go, oh, I know exactly what you're into. I go, oh, yeah? Well, I know what you should do after work. Why don't you go play World of Warcraft by yourself, jerk off six (laughs) times, fall asleep crying, and come back to work tomorrow morning hungover. It'll be great. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Assume that I know about you. I don't know. Like, just come on, bro. Stay in your own lane. Literally. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I will say the guy that good ideas though. So listen, would it have, would it have bothered you the same way? What what I was gonna spend the money on? Yeah, I should have well, told him something like ridiculous. NMTs or something. Oh, dude, you no, no, no. He definitely was somebody who wanted to have a conversation about something. So I was <laughs> I was avoiding that like the plague. Just like, yep. Because I still had, like, that was just the tire guy. I actually took my car in to get service. Like, I still had to talk to the service person. Which, by the way, I, like, I, uh, my wife happened to know him. So I was like, hey, is that guy religious? And she's like, why? I 
like, I don't know, he just seemed, he's really nice, but he's kind of dumb. He just, like, he seemed religious. <laughs> I don't know what they're supposed to mean about religion. I don't either. But it, was, it wasn't, like, a negative thing. But I do, like, most people who are religious are really nice. And this guy, I, like, d- just didn't seem to be able to put all the pieces together, but was, like, overly nice. So I'm like, okay, he's got to have some kind of factor here that I'm not seeing. Again, not trying to assume, but I was like, hey, is that guy religious? Because I don't know what religion it is. He just seems overtly nice for no reason. And I can tell it's not connected to his job. That's you why I asked him. Work at Chick Fil A is overly nice because they're religious. Oh no, I mean Chick Fil A is deep in the religion, the actual like board and what they stand. Yeah, but the the company itself Sunday. isn't religious. I was just saying, like that guy personally, it just kind of I don't know. Works there, just people. It wasn't a negative thing. It was just a curiosity. I like <laughs> I to indulge my curiosities. A negative or positive thing? I'm just saying. All right. Well, what do you think about vanity license plates? Because I was rolling, when I was rolling out of the dealership, I saw one that said, going, the number four, number nine, number five. Going 495. Like, are they going, trying to get to the age of 95 and then they're going to collapse? Like, what? what's that vanity? I don't understand it. No, they're trying to do 95 on the highway, man. Uh, no. It was a Kia Sorento. <laughs> what is that or maybe that like? maybe that's it. Maybe they're trying to soup up this Kia Sorento to go ninety five, <laughs> and they're letting everybody know when I can afford this turbo, get some exhaust on this bitch. We're flying. <laughs> the Kia Sorento can get to ninety five, bro. And if you can see drives a Kia or he drives a Kia, doesn't mean they don't want to go fast. But that okay, they're also like seventy. Like, it was an old person. That's why I assumed... Oh, well, then they, could be, then they could be 90, like, going for 95. Like, okay, you didn't premise do it there. Okay. Well, just vanity plates in general. How do you feel? What's your stance? Pro? I mean, I don't know. What, like, if it's vanity-wise, like, yo, cutie pie, sweetie, or what, like, that's that's kind of a bit much. But if it's just words, like, I don't care. Do your thing. Live your best life. What if it's piss off? That's seven. <laughs> and yeah, that's how he feels. Why not? That's an angry. That's an angry and aggressive license plate, though. Like it needs to be something more relaxed. That you're like, what about eat my ass with one S? E T M Y A S S. E T my ass. Eat my ass. If I saw somebody with the license plate that said "eat my ass," they I wouldn't really think something was wrong. What if it was a chick in like a yellow bug, and it was like G R eight B J S? Would you pull her over? <laughs> and she's in a what? A uh, yellow Volkswagen bug. A bug? Ugh. You know, if it's a if it's a, like a uh, not the Volvo, but uh, or not the, you know the bugs? Oh, yeah, V Dub Jetta. She's definitely hot. Only uh, hot girls drive Jettas, bro. Yeah, but what... Okay, all right, all right. I see where you're going there. But see, the quality <laughs> of the BJ is usually... <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hey. I've never had a BJ from someone who drove a Volkswagen, so I just say, I don't know, man. I can't, can't put it to the I'm trying test. to think if I ever got a BJ in the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> or the front maybe I don't know I don't know vehicles man I just kind of get in them when they're dark and start gyrating <laughs> yeah. 
That's not how you do it. That's how I learned in high school. I just keep doing it that way. Don't just don't just be having a vehicle driving. Well, not anymore. That's I'm saying back in the day, day. Not the regular day. Back in the day, don't do it, man. Not random cars. I mean, just people that was like, hey, yeah, parking lot, your vehicle, sure. You know, standard maneuvers when it's dark in a parking lot. You know, you just get somewhere covered. That's all. Sometimes under a tree. That's fine, too. Maybe you're having a picnic. Probably not at 2.30 a.m. in Bakersfield. But that's okay. <laughs> I was also thinking about this. What do you think about for, instead of your stupid making tires idea, I've got an idea for you. New car smell deodorant. Huh? Huh? <laughs> So, so, come on, come on. And not, you, not the Pine Fresh. Just, no, just, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> okay. You called the idea of making tires in which every car in the United no. States of the world needs. Damn it, Mike. A dumb idea compared to making new car deodorant. Buddy. Because you're saying we need to manufacture tires for ourselves. I'm saying... What do you think about somebody creating new car because smell that's what deodorant? I was about at the time. But the savings we will have if we manufacture tires for ourselves compared to selling <laughs> new car fresh deodorant wouldn't even be close. We'd save more money than we doing what I said than making money. Yeah, but we'd smell a lot better doing my idea. You would walk around smelling like new car I'm <laughs> saying if somebody smelled like new car, would you think that was gross or good? It smells good inside of the car. Oh, this is your armpit, Mike. I'm not saying rub it on your face. It's deodorant. You put it in the undercarriage of your body. I'm just saying, I think it's a good idea. Not even necessarily a good idea. It's an idea. I was curious how you felt about it. I'm sorry I had to shit all over your tire idea so you couldn't accept, be receptive to mine. (laughs) Well, the new car smell is not. Cars and sniffers are two different arenas, Mike. They just are. Unless your car stinks, then that's a problem. Do you have stinky cars? You keep your cars pretty clean. I mean, I gotta spray stuff in my car, man. You eat a lot in your car, though. I do. Yeah, that's that was the big issue for me too. Was like I would always eat fast. Like, I buy food. the Airbusters, like that'll spray up, like the from AutoZone. Um, those are amazing. You got some funky tricks up your sleeve, man. I don't know. I only go to AutoZone for windshield wipers. I mean, I'm, I'm in Virginia, bro, and I ride around, you know. What does being in Virginia have to do with your car smelling? Because I can't have my car smelling like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. That's a good point. That's a good point. I guess I have kids, so I don't need to go to that extra level. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do, because you don't probably don't smell No, I'm saying I don't, I don't, I don't. Smoke in the vehicle, so I don't have to go That's to that. That's what I said. You probably don't smoke in your car. Yeah. And you're also Caucasian, my friend. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if anything, I'd just yeah. be like, hey, man, I just lifted this off of some creeps down the street. <laughs> Will you bag this in evidence for me, sir? Thank you for your service. I'll be like, can we give you an award of some kind? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> the Bing White in Town Today Award goes to this fucking guy. <laughs> oh shit. Guess what I did on Friday? What? 
went to SmackDown. Fucking WWE SmackDown, baby. It was pretty cool. Was The Rock there? No, The Rock wasn't there. The Rock is rarely there. But we took. Was Mojo Rawley there? No, I don't think he's there anymore. I think they cut him. I know him. Yeah. I know. He was the champ for a while, the 24 7 champ for a little bit. He's all good. But we went. No, so we went with. uh, My wife got my son tickets for. Christmas, basically, like an early Christmas present. So we took his buddies and um, went with their dad, his old coach. And we went down there. It's like the first thing. We're making a left off of uh, onto Olympic. And it's like, oh, Staples Center sign is gone. They got about two weeks left. Now a week left before it's gone. So they had taken off the side sign. And they were in the process of taking off the top Staples Center red Rip logo. Those, bro. Who the fuck saw this coming? I don't know. I don't know. But, dude, apparently I should do more research before I start blabbing. But Crypto.com is like, like after the announcement of Staples Center, they're just starting to buy up all types of different advertising shit everywhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were popping up on your uh, The sad part is Staples logos. is losing money, man. They can't afford to hold the rights to Staples Center anymore. Who goes to Staples? <clears throat> I mean, shit, everybody's running the business. Shit, everybody, like, opening the business was the new thing in 2020. Yeah, see, but here's the thing. Staples isn't thriving itself on its own. Hasn't been for years. Staples Center was fine until the pandemic. And then, if your backup business that you use to purchase this advertisement, is what it is, is not successful, and the thing that you're putting all this investment money in that you invested front loaded is now it's like, Oh shit, we don't, we're not making enough on that to cover our back end losses. We need to fucking dial out of this thing. And that's what they did. Now, How when do you think crypto paid them for that? Oh, I'm sure it's available somewhere, but uh, I have no idea. Cause I don't know the terms of the original lease. You would have to know I mean, the terms of the original lease in order to understand what they were taking over, how much they would pay. My second question is, do you think the Staples owner, who the fuck owns Staples, whoever you may be, has some like investment or is into crypto.com in some way? That's why he was willing to make this. Oh, I, no, me, no, 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 no. I'm sure he got such a giant payout that he doesn't need crypto.com. It's like that. You're he buying. Was so willing to do it because he owns that too or is a part owner in that. Staples business is going down and this is the new wave. He might as well put his new business on the biggest arena in the world. Ah, I'm telling you. Staples slash crypto is not the biggest arena in the world, bro. One of the biggest. It's one of the biggest, but it's not. Madison Square Garden's been around a lot fucking longer, bro. Let's not get it twisted. And and that is the mecca of basketball. Don't get me wrong. But as far as arenas that you want to go to because of the cachet. Yeah. Like Staples Center is like the Lakers have the most championships in the NBA, probably the most Hall of Famers in the NBA. Like it's cachet with that arena, bro. Like everybody. And now it's like just cash. Arena. Not even now it's crypto. Straight cash. Now it's digital currency. <laughs> Went from hardcore winners to, I hope nobody digitally fucks me. <clears throat> we'll see, bro. We'll see. But it it was, you know, 
it was kind of interesting to see. It was a naked arena, you know, just like, wow, okay. The Christmas Day game, they turned it into crypto. How, you know, how much does money really rule the world? Do you see this shit? How much yeah. money rules the world? Most people, that's all they care about, whether they want to admit the it or not. Lakers are hosting the Nets. Crypto arenas getting blue. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, well, we'll see. So while I was at this naked arena watching these grown men oil each other up, I got a burger. Not a big deal. It's just a burger. But I put barbecue sauce and mustard on it, and the guy I was with freaked the fuck out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing there? Like, I'm eating my burger. What's it to you? It's like barbecue sauce and mustard. Why is that such a crazy combination? Because that's a double tangy. Like, that's a double tangy situation. That is a bit much, Brenda. What's, what's going on there, buddy? I also, see, but here's the thing. I dip my fries in mustard, usually. That's a lot of tangy going on. Yeah. Well, I'm a tangy guy. I see. Liked a little bit of flair to all my stuff. It's not just sweet. Spicy. It's got to be tangy, too. I need that third dimension. I see. Yeah. I see. You like that look in the back of your throat. Got it. Yeah. And it's got to be properly lubricated. I can't eat dry stuff. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Okay. You like (laughs) eating dry food? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then what's the point? Lubrication doesn't have to explicitly be for sex, Mike. You seven-year-old. When you say stuff like you, you know, like you gotta make yourself clear these days. It's kind of crazy sometimes when you just randomly say shit. All right. Well, how about this? Brock Lesnar and his weird old thing. He was there, and like they do this thing where usually they'll have like local, quote unquote, talent, like up and comers that are just like, oh, I get to be on TV. Yeah, you can rag all the shit out of me. I don't care. So they had two guys that were like supporting the main character and Brock Lesnar was going to bust them all up, whatever. So he was supposed to throw both of these guys out of the ring. Okay. Like kind of bash him one, ha ha, bash the other. They just fall over. And then he throws them out to throw, show his strength. Well, what happened with both of these guys, since they're somewhat amateurs and since Brock Lesnar is a fucking manimal that doesn't give a shit about anybody's well-being, he takes the first guy Goes to throw him through the ropes, and the guy goes to slow himself down because he's, like, getting hurled through these ropes. And he gets caught hard. Like, catches his neck and his shoulder and his legs kind of like whatever. He rolls out of the <laughs> ring and is clearly like, oh! Ah! Like, the so the referee's job, the referee's job, one of them, in WWE or whatever, sports entertainment wrestling is they have an earpiece, and they're constantly communicating with the back to get updated information on what's supposed to happen. Their other job is to check on all the wrestlers, all the talent, when they take big bumps to make sure that they're actually okay. This ref, when he went to check on the dude, was not like, hey, you okay, and walked away. He was hanging out there, talking this guy off the ledge, like, it's okay, we're gonna get you, you're gonna be okay. So then Brock (laughs) finally gets to the second guy, like 30 seconds later, Goes to throw him out. He does the same shit, not as bad. But, like, he goes to get out, and his legs catch really hard, and one of his arms didn't get all the way out. So then he gets out, and they both kind of converge on the floor, and you can see him, like, talking to each other, like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) So he just came in. Brock came in. Wrecked shop on these two guys that are not even on the roster. They probably got paid 100 bucks for the day. 
They're like, hey, you're going to be on SmackDown. They're like, yep, I'll be there. And now they're not going to be able to wrestle for like three weeks because they got fucked up by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's what you get for being an amateur, bro. Hope it was worth it. I didn't know how to fall through the rope. Oh, and then they did the celebrity cam and they had some people. They had like X-Pac who used to be a WWE wrestler. They didn't even acknowledge him because of his checkered past. And then they went over to Reggie Bush and he got booed like a mother. And I was so happy. I was leading the charge. I Reggie Bush. Because I had... Don't like Reggie Bush. I mean, that was so long ago. The Bush push will forever haunt my soul. Why would you have wanted to win so you can go to the PCS and get whitewashed? Like, you know what, buddy? The, I don't like your attitude right this. now. <laughs> it's our opportunity to do it the way we want to do it. Okay, all right. And we were ju- we were better than USC that day. Except for the last two plays of the game. Then you weren't better than <laughs> Except for that, yeah. And by the way, the how do you... Okay, the Bush push. push, which by the way, I think is a stupid rule. Oh, now you can push him for like 20 yards. Like, yeah, uh, but it was a stupid rule at the time. Watching the game when they were like, oh, that's illegal. I'm like, Ugh, we lost. Come on, let's just take it on the chin. We lost. But it was a rule at the time. How do you feel yeah, about it? it was. I mean, they should have called it, but you know the rest not calling that in that moment. Yep. They got to get the Lakers in. I know the game. This sucks. At the time, yeah, whatever. You know it, baby. Are you in the Christmas spirit, Mike? Because we got we to gotta shift to something happier, man. We've been, we've been dogging us today. Uh, you in the no, Christmas spirit? Really. No, not really, but I probably won't be, but it's okay. It's Why don't you do this? Here's a good idea to get in the Christmas spirit. Just a little aperitif. Why don't you mail out a few Christmas cards? But here's the thing. I probably won't. But Here's the uh, thing. You can address them however you like. So as long as the address is correct, you could write the name as whatever you want. Butterfly kisses sparkle face. And they still will deliver it. <laughs> I was like, oh, back in the day, I got uh, one of my buddies a magazine subscription, and he's fucking honky-tonk redneck as they can be. So we had it tractor. It showed up, and it just said tractor. That's who the magazine was sent to every week or every month or whatever. <laughs> like, you could have it say whatever you want. You can. Now that you think about it, I mean, now that you say it, have a little you fun with your that. life. Send a Christmas card to somebody you hate. Just... I don't really hate anybody. My grandma don't sign it, Christmas though. two years ago, so I kind of... I don't get in the Christmas spirit anymore, bro. Maybe it'll come back eventually. All right, what about this? Let's say you were to be a caroler or caroling. If you don't have a singing part in an acapella group, are you pissed off? Probably. If you're just a hummer? Probably. But I would probably just be a hummer because I'm tone deaf. Yeah, but you do have a nice baritone. <laughs> you have a deep voice naturally, man. You have a, a a voice from beyond is what we'll call it because it seems like you could narrate well, It depends lives. on how many people have a solo singing part. Like, if we're an eight-man group and four of them got, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I'm one of the other four, I'm upset that I don't need to sing. But what if it's six singing parts and two? Not, it's like you're a part of the best. What if you're pentatonics and you're like the biggest acapella whatever? In the world, but 
You only have the humming parts. It's like playing the bass for Guns N' Roses. Like, nobody gives a fuck about Duff McKagan. I don't even think he was a bass player. He was a guitar player. I don't remember anymore. My brain's fried. Well, whatever. Fine. How about... Alright, how about this? I'll tell you an embarrassing story about myself. I was in Target Christmas shopping not too long ago. And I was in the literature section. And I heard this woman, like, promoting her book. And I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. This chick's promoting her book in Target. It sounded like she was doing, like, a social live or something like that. I'm like, that's fucking cool. As soon as she's done, I'm going to walk over the aisle and check out her book. Just see what it is. So I hear it's done, you know, give it a couple seconds. Then I go walking back and forth. I'm like, fucking nobody here. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? And then I look up, and then it's like, you know, Seth Meyers is the next one promoting his book on these TVs up there. I'm like, oh, man. This whole time, I thought there was some lady promoting her book. Like, she just made it to Target. No, some fucking rich whatever. The book is Scratch, anyway, if anybody cares. Some woman <laughs> wrote it about her uh, childhood struggles through life and getting through where she is. And Scratch is the name of the book. Not Who is the lady? You keep saying... I don't know the lady's name. She just kept talking about her book. Monologue and soliloquy about selling her book and you can't remember her name. She didn't say her name. <laughs> I remember the name of her book. I think she would prefer me to do that Seth more. Rogan's was coming up next. So that means that her should have spent up there like such and such is playing now. Yeah, I walked away after that. <laughs> I didn't even buy the book. Sorry, lady. I did just promote it for free for you. So there you go. <laughs> if you wrote Scratch, Scratch. you're welcome. <laughs> if you type in Scratch and three books come up, we aren't going to be able to get hers. Oh. That's a really common title, and we don't know her damn name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it's a new release of some kind. <laughs> I will say the other part of Christmas shopping is the bad places. So I did have to go to the Devil's Playground, which is Walmart. And <laughs> Why do you go to Walmart Target, man? Go to Target. Because Walmart had the thing that I needed. Is very very store specific. No, because children's toys are very. So what we did was, um, we did we adopted this little family through U, uh, USPS through the postal service. They have this Christmas program. You can go in, sign up, and adopt letters to Santa, and then bring them back. Bring the gifts to the post office, and they package them and send them to the family that wrote these letters in. So we did that for this little family, couple of kids, and so their particular fucking Ninjago plush stuffed animal toys were supposedly at Walmart. They ended up not being there. But while I was there, I just realized, like, I used to, listen, I, I used to, well, we actually, last year, um, we found out about this. I probably this. wouldn't do it because I'd be skeptical that the this, these toys aren't really going to No, because here's how we found out about it. So last year, uh, my seven-year-old at the time wrote a letter to Santa. He wanted a WWE Slambulance. That was a big, big ticket item. So a few days before Christmas, we're getting packages, and we get one to, for Mickey, and we're like, what the? Oh, maybe it's my mom because my mom will send stuff in the mail at, you know, addressed to whoever it's for. So there's stuff will be, so we're like, oh, maybe it's for Mickey. We'll open it up. And it turned out it was one of these Santa gifts because he wrote a letter to Santa. It got adopted by somebody. 
So we're like, oh shit, this is an incredible program. So then we went to do it. We wanted to make sure that we did it this year. So this year we did the same thing. And of course we picked the one that I just had. Like, I will say though, <laughs> a lot of these are like. So come on, come on. So he, like, where the hell was he sending the letter to? To Santa. So they actually take that in the, oh, that is dope. You never seen Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah, but I didn't think that happened in real life. What you, Do you know where I'm from, Brendan? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, fuck you. I'm going to kibosh the projects on this one. You didn't know about Santa Claus? What? You didn't know about Santa Claus? Or you did? What do you mean? Yes, we knew about Santa Claus. Okay. We didn't know about writing the actual, putting no letter in the mail. All right. Well, that's like, just a, that's they just. write letters in school, but you ain't putting them in no mail. You give your Christmas list to your mama. <laughs> what are you about? Yeah, no, no, no. So we have his Christmas list, but he still writes yeah. a letter to Santa. It's a one, two, three, four. Yeah, no, the, the, elf part, the crazy lane. part is they actually put it in the mail. That means the mail people take it back to the. See, I've never heard. I mean, like. Well, I see. I real. Like, oh, I wrote a letter to Santa I once when really I was. Happened. Yeah. See, I, I wrote. A... That really happened. No, like, some, I didn't know people actually put the letter in the mail. Like I thought the yeah. writing the letter to Santa was something you did at school. Your teacher took them, gathered them, and you hung them up in the classroom. No, the po- like, the what? post office has an address. I think it's one two three four Elf Lane, North Pole. Uh, eight 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 is the zip code, but basically. Um, I don't know this for sure, but I know for sure that the post office always got letters to Santa. So they, you know, they post their Santa's address or whatever. And who knows where all those things went for all those years. I have no idea. But what I do know is that the post office finally was like, all right, let's do something. Because it's illegal to open the mail, Mike. I don't know if you know that if it's not addressed to you. But... The post office and Santa have this deal to where they open his mail. So what they do is they open these letters, post them, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, while I was at Walmart, I just realized that the people that frequent there... And by the way, I used to go to Walmart all the time. I used to go on Tuesdays. New Drop Tuesdays was Walmart because they had the best deals. So for all you young kids out there, that was when uh, multimedia was distributed to the masses. DVDs, albums, the whole nine yards was Tuesdays. So, I just realized that basically the people that frequent Walmart are either people, or just basically people who aren't allowed in Costco. So, it's either like they can't handle the membership fee or they were asked to leave and never return. It's like, then you go to Walmart. That's your store now. It's chaos in there constantly. It just, like, there's doll heads ripped off. There's lettuce where the cheese is. Like, I don't. Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like one more. I'm, I'm a target guy. Uh, Walmart's the devil. Walmart is yeah, for the I'm devil. I'm not going to Walmart unless I have to, man. It's a force. Like it's a must. It must be like a must thing. Well, do you know some know, must thing target. that I got to do? I got to turn into the Verminator again. I still have a rat problem. <laughs> so you know it's a rat now. No, I still don't know, but I'm 95% sure it's a rat. <laughs> and you still haven't gotten this thing out your basement. Is it still alive or is it dead? Have we at least found that out yet? I'm pretty sure that it's dead. Pretty sure. So if you're pretty sure it's dead and you're sure it's just a rat, what the hell are you waiting on? Well, so here's what happened. Um, I started 
cutting holes in my bathroom. Okay? So I started, we couldn't, my, I have a broken sniffer. All right? My sinuses are jacked up. My, I have a deviated septum, I think. Like, I don't know. Like, my, I just can't smell very well. So my wife was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I, the smell is coming from in between the sinks in the bathroom. I'm like, okay. So I kind of like went up in the attic as far as I could go, went under the house as far as I could go. Can't find this stupid thing. So I was like, all right. So I cut a hole in the back of the vanity, like exposing the back wall. Get in there. Fucking nothing. Clean. Doesn't smell. Like, ugh. All right. So there's a patch. All right. So then I went to try to go through the heater in the bathroom. All the ductwork was capped off. So I'm like, that's pointless. Tried to go through the lights. Those cans were taped in a long time ago and they're kind of weird so I'm not going to mess with those so then I just cut a hole in the ceiling I'm like fuck it I got to get up in here got to figure it out because half of my ceiling is walled off so there's drywall so I'm like I can't get through so I went as far as I could one way and I'm coming up the other way get up there and I'm like up there's nothing here should have went the way of the heat sensor bro yeah, but here's the problem is dead stuff is going to here's my issue with that. Because I thought about it. And my, it has hair, which means it still kills some type of heat compared to what's in the wall. The problem is that since it's I it's I've determined it's up in the ceiling. And it's in be, because there's a little portion of where all the ductwork comes through to where there's like a little little space just enough for like a rodent. To come in and out of there, no problem. Because they had to cut the drywall back to get the duct through, but they obviously cut it as tight as possible so that there's no gaps. But there is enough gap to, for a vermin or marsupial of some kind to get in there. So, basically, I, I Swiss cheese my bathroom and still don't have a dead, dead vermin yet. I wish I had, like, a shrink ray, and I could get up there, shrink myself, and then go get it. Drag this giant rat carcass, like Princess Bride status, to the hole or something. I don't know. I might just go with a big stick approach. I might just get up in there, get a giant stick with a flashlight, and just start poking and trying to pull shit up. Because here's the other thing. Is we sprayed insulation in the attic because it didn't have any insulation. So earlier in the year, um, they had this deal going on in Southern California where if you didn't have your house insulated your attic insulated for energy purposes, they would come in and do it at a really cheap price. So we paid like a hundred bucks for them to do the whole thing. So the problem is there's a bunch of fresh sprayed, not laid down, sprayed insulation. So if this motherfucker died and just fell into insulation, it's all going to be the same temperature because the body heat of a living thing is gone if the blood's not circulating. And so it's just getting cold and dying. So I'm not going to be able to find it. And I don't have the Richie Rich sniffer gun. So that's not going to work for me either. The Richie Rich sniffer gun. Um, anyway. Well, that's enough bad news for today. Why don't we move on to good stuff? Why don't we talk about Steph's record-breaking performance? Huh? Who is that shit good to? You? No, I don't really care about it. I mean, it's kind of the equivalent, I guess, to the Iron Man streak that Cal Ripken Jr. had in baseball to where it's like he played so many games consecutively. Like, if Steph hit this amount of threes this early in his career, then 
as long as he still goes for another five, six years at least, then nobody's probably going to catch him. You know what I mean? Jelly Bean? I don't know, man, because eventually everybody's just going to be shooting all three. But that's, like. yeah, that is the point is that, or that's the counter argument is that, you know, there's going to be the next Steph Curry and somebody who only their entire lives shoots it from 33 feet and never gets guarded. That's just going to be somebody's game. <laughs> you know, there, there'll be a like four point plays and some more crazy shit. Like this is just install trampolines at half court. Yeah. Like if you can make it, go for it. <laughs> Oh, did you know that he gave rollies to uh, Draymond and Andre Iguodala after the game? Yeah, KD said, where's mine, bro? Well, that's what I'm saying. Listen, you're Steph Curry, bro. You should got one for everybody on that roster and your coach. Or you give those in private. Like, I get it. They've been there, you know, throughout your run. But I don't know. Seems a little wishy-washy. Hey, hey, Steph, with my rolling yet, baby? <laughs> so let me ask you this. I, I did have an observation in watching him trying to break this record, which was painful to watch, oh, hmm. by the way. I didn't watch all, all of it, but after I saw him doink the first, like, airball and then brick the next two on whenever it was, Thursday or something, Wednesday, when they're like, yeah, they asked him about hitting 16 threes in a game. He's like, well, you never know. It was like, yeah, well, you got to start by sinking him, buddy. <laughs> so after I knew he wasn't going to get it in that game, I was like, okay, let's. I'll just wait out for it. But it's like, okay, if he couldn't hit threes, which is his thing, that he was going for, it's like, hey, I'm going in. I'm just going to be shooting a bunch of threes. It's like, yeah, we know. Get the record. Go for it. Like, he struggled so bad. Is he going to be able to lead his team in the playoffs? When adversity comes, because if he's breaking down like that, just trying to shoot three-pointers, what's going to happen when the game's on the line? It's been a while since he's been in a significant game. You know what I mean? So you think he's going to be able to snap into it, or if it's going to be one of those things where, oh, no, we got to, it's not just, hey, we're back. It's going to take some momentum. So it's kind of like, he's going to shoot it. I mean, but he shoots a lot. Like, so it's just a matter of like, should he gonna get him up? <laughs> shoot or shoot, Brendan. Shoot or shoot. Yeah, I so understand he's that. He's been a playoff. I don't know, man. I don't, that's why I don't give him this full justice because he's always different in the playoffs. It's always never. Yeah, they're barely at like four and a half to one to win the whole thing right now. I wanted to put money on yeah, him. They they're only at like uh, plus four twenty five to win. The whole thing right now. And that's yeah, before they got Clay. When I was, dude, when I was in Vegas last, they were at seven to one, and I was gonna put some dough on them because they didn't even have Clay back yet. They still don't have Clay back yet. I know that, and that's what I'm saying. Is I thought about doing it then, but I'm like seven to one. I remember last year when I was betting on the Bucks, I bet like I went to bet. I think I got him at like you know, eight and a half to one or something like that in like the first round of the playoffs. And then in the championship round, they were at like seven to one. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait until I get more guaranteed, better odds. And then I'll place my bet. If you wait for like their first losing streak, you'll get. Exactly. And that's kind of my point is it's way too early in the season to be betting on that kind of stuff. But 
I was going to hit them. I still think they're going to win the whole thing. When Clay comes back and gets in a rhythm after a couple of weeks, they're going to be fucking I think they have a very good chance. Dominant. always this outside, like, mystery man that really controls the NBA. So. That's true. Yeah, but if he has to keep playing with Russ, then uh, I don't know what's going to happen. talking about that mystery man. You're talking you about KD? The world is flat guy. If he comes back, they won the championship. Sorry to say, feel bad for people who feel otherwise. But who are you talking about? Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie. No, no, no. Yes. It's not a done deal. It's not if, a done deal. If he returns, they, it's a done deal. No, it's not. You are not it? beating Kyrie and KD and oh. Harden in a seven-game series. You're just not doing it. I promise you, you won't. Okay. Barring okay. injury. They won't lose. Whatever. You know who else didn't lose? <laughs> Dominic Cruz. Another unanimous decision. <laughs> hump it out fest. Way to go, Dom. Way to go, Dom. You know who did lose? Who's that? Your girl. Yeah, she did. Juliana wow. Pena took it down. Got taken down, I should say, by Amanda Nunez. And here's the thing. The, did you catch any of that? The fight. fight? Yeah. No. So, look, Amanda Nunez was taking her task really well, and then they went to the ground. I didn't see where there was, like, a choke or anything. I don't know. Like, I just, granted, I only saw the highlights, so maybe I missed something, but I just think that she got her ass beat so bad. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm tapping because I'm not going to win. I'm out. So I'm like, damn, that's crazy. (laughs) Like, if that's the way it went down. But yeah, I told you I told you Oliver was gonna beat your boy up too, man. What are you talking about? I'm the one that said Oliver is a monster. No, oh, and I told you it wasn't gonna be a close fight. He was gonna kick his ass, bro. Yeah, he did uh say Poirier only gets up for for your boy, man. That's it. No, Oliver is just that good. He's just that good. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, dude. And then uh uh, no love, Cody Garbrandt also got knocked out. The guy that I was like, I don't know why he keeps coming back. He got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he That's stays he down. Hopefully he stays down. All right, I got to ask you, let's get into NFL Week 13 here. 13? 14? What week is it? I have no idea. 14. The one that passed? The one that passed was Week 14. Right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Did you see over the last, like, Two weeks that this center head bob penalty is coming out of nowhere when it's fucking convenient. Have you noticed this at all? Or you watch all the games on mute? I mean, I don't watch all the games on... I watch, like, red zone. Yeah, so what I've been seeing is on... But they've been getting away with it for years. Like, you gotta stop cheating, bro. That's cheating. But that's what I'm saying. They haven't been calling it for a long time. And it seems like now they're only calling it on, like third and long or fourth down plays that are really significant. So I'm kind of like, okay. Because that's when they be doing the extra, trying to get it, man. Because they try to get you all sus and you get a free play on the No, no, no. But not even the head bob, like, like even down. The head bob down, like when you're on the road, like, hey, I'm hiking the ball now, look for it. They're calling that. And then the very next play, they do it again, and they're not calling it. So, (laughs) like, it just seemed like, oh, yeah, that play didn't work out how we wanted. Head bob. Good job, refs. Something that's not going against the defense, finally. 
Yeah, it's I don't know. It's something well, to keep her. I'd be interested to see. First, the Raiders. Hell with them. Wait, what about the Raiders? The call they made on Anthony Harris versus the Raiders. To hell with the refs. I didn't see that play. What happened? They caught a bullshit pass interference. Man, he was face guarding. It wasn't pass interference. He didn't even touch him. It's okay. Whatever. Then the Raiders get stomped, and it doesn't matter. No, they beat us on Thanksgiving. Oh, you're talking about a long time ago. Three weeks ago. You need to get over that shit, Mike. We're we're (laughs) operating in the present here, okay? Yes, it's going to take me a while to get over certain shit. Sorry, buddy. All right, well, how about this? How about you lobby for Josh Jacobs to get a new contract? No, hell no. He just sold me up a river this year in fantasy. To hell with Josh Jacobs. Dude, he's got... Nine babies with eight baby mamas, and he's still on his rookie <laughs> contract. That boy needs to get paid. <laughs> he's by Yo, like he has his old hot sock, like he and he has a real like touching story in which he made it from. Yeah, why are you out here having all these kids, bro? Can't afford condoms. Yo, he no, he went to Alabama, he was getting paid. Like, people who go to Alabama get paid. I know. Like I was man, just like my man, uh, Jim He also slept dad. in his car because he was homeless. Yeah, so, you know, was, he was, he the was, being broke was joke. With his dad. <laughs> that was when he was, was, was a, uh, that's when he was a kid with his dad. In Alabama, he had room and board. Yeah. I don't like, know. I'm just saying, so get the dude paid. I don't paid. know how old these kids is, but you could have learned something to keep your, in your pants or at least in a condom, bro. Eight kids, nine baby moms. Like, come on. I mean, nine kids, eight baby moms, however you figure it out. Hey, I want to know who the special lady is that he doubled up on. I mean, that's some special. special. She's the fool. (laughs) (laughs) She had one, four later, he shows up with a, you know, payment of some kind and gets it in one more time. Now he just got to double the payment. (laughs) She's probably like number five, too. So she had five and six. Or five and seven. Oh, I didn't even think about twins. Twins could be a thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Okay, let me ask you some egregious shit. You're wearing a proper Dallas Cowboys head covering. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys medical advisor, on the sidelines of the field, when your left tackle got hurt this week, was inspecting him wearing a fucking Cowboys hat. Like a Cowboy woohoo Ranchers hat. How well, you know those are like independent advisors, so he might not even be like from Dallas, bro. Like he probably getting paid a lot of money from the NFL to be at that game. Why no. But He's yeah, wearing a NFL Cowboys has... hat. He is a Cowboys employee. No, he's not a Cowboys employee. Then why are they like you're not supposed Okay, why is this person allowed to medically look at people if he's not dressed for the part? You can't wear a fucking... So okay, because he doesn't have on a moccasin, he's not a doctor, my guy? A moccasin? This isn't oh, some herbal they, remedy shit. Scrub? Because he doesn't have on scrub? How'd you get moccasins? Because <laughs> moccasins are like the shoes you need to wear to be keep quiet. I, I don't know why they came to mind in this moment, but... I gotcha. No, yeah, it's a, dude, I don't want the, the guy at the MLS game, you know, treating somebody in a sombrero. That shit seems weird. Why, if he's still a doctor, Brendan? Because I don't trust people one. that dress up for fun on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, okay, they are humans too, so you're a doctor yeah, and a human. Yeah, he's at work! So, 
He is at work. Okay, so, I'll tell you what, Mike. I'm just like this when I go to work. The, the, okay. I'm still at okay. work. Okay. Well, well, tomorrow, <laughs> wear a cowboy hat in the office and see if you get a couple glances. I'll get a couple You work in a medical you facility, I'm Mike. Hat in the building. You work at a medical facility. Show up to work in a cowboy hat and see how that goes over. You're not even it's a doctor, be, and you'd be, be looked at sideways. I wear a cowboy hat every day. It's I'm going to send you. I got a legit cowboy hat. I'll send it to you. But what I'm saying is, what would be the problem? Somebody would probably look at me because it's a big hat. The problem is, it's distracting as shit where I don't trust you. He is in Dallas. Who is distracted by a cowboy hat? Everybody has one. That's my point. Is he's. Dude, he is not there all the way. He is there as a fan as well. He's there as a He's casually doing his job. Do you know any professional besides somebody who works on a ranch that wears a cowboy hat to work? People who live in Dallas who wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots every day. You live in California, so you're not I don't thinking care. about that. If he's a Dallas citizen, those are his everyday clothes, bro. Like that's what he wears yes, every yes. day. That's what he wears every day. You usually change yes. your clothes to go to work. I get it. Not everybody does. You're in a professional, televised situation. What does he matter? Can he? Does that change him saving somebody's life if he needs to? He's not saving anybody's life. He's looking at if needs. If he needed to, he could. Because you know why? He's a doctor. He's probably the best of the best. He's probably. You can probably find him on the internet, and he probably costs a lot of money to go to because he's working with the NFL. I so bet. he's the top of the line. Whatever he does, I don't care, my friend. With his cowboy hat and spurs, he's the top of the line or whatever it is he does. Which is why he can walk on the NFL field with his cowboy hat on and still get the utmost respect. You know why? Because whatever he's there to do, he is amongst the best of the people who do that. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Well, I will disagree (laughs) with you on that one. You know who's also the worst at what they do? Josh Rosen. That guy's a piece of shit, dude. So check it out. He was a healthy scratch this week. Healthy scratch. For the Atlanta Falcons. For the Atlanta Falcons. So he couldn't, he's not good enough to be a healthy backup quarterback on a terrible team. So his replacement was undrafted rookie Felipe Franks. They replaced Josh Rosen with Mexican hot dogs and said, that's going to be better. Josh Rosen sucks. Yo, and on the Josh Rosen did to you, he makes our podcast better. Shout out to you, Josh Rosen. Shout out to you, you piece of crap. I'll see you in Houston next year as their backup. That's the only other place where you could be a worse backup. No, he's going to be backing up Davis Mills. No, Davis Mills is not going to be the quarterback next year. But on the opposite quarter... Davis Mills will be the starter for the Houston Texans next year. You think so? I'm willing to put a wage on it. I'm not. I only like bets that I can win. So, hey, look, bro, what? Listen to what I tell you. If there's somewhere you can bet on Davis Mills, tell me what the odds are. I'll let you know. I bet on. Uh, well, I wanted to see what you got out of this, and then we'll move on to wagers. But Aaron Rodgers, when there was like you know a minute left in the game, uh, Matt Lafleur walked up to him and was like. Hey, you want to go in for the knees? And he's like, I don't give a shit. And like waved him off like, nope. And then Jordan Love went in and took the knees to finish out the game. Like, no, no, no. My job's done. 
fuck you. And like went back to talking to his offensive lineman. <laughs> He's like, why are you talking to me? Get the fuck away from me. Exactly. That's probably exactly what you think. But the fact that the winning quarterback is like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going back on the field. I'm done. I don't need it. Hey, I, I like it. I just thought it was hilarious to where he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, you could see it exactly on the TV. It just turned and was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh. I love it. All right, so let me ask you this, just to wrap up this Aaron Rodgers bullshit. If he's in Denver next year, does that mean Teddy Bridgewater's in New York playing for the Giants? No, Russell probably be there. You think so? Yeah. Teddy might end up in Cleveland. No, Cleveland no. Cleveland's not going to swipe out Baker. They just signed Baker to an extension. Wonder, they didn't sign Baker to an extension. Baker is not an extended quarterback. He's Baker not? Is, didn't they sign him last year? No, no, no. But they can franchise him twice, which is he's not a free agent. I thought I saw something Baker with this guy. Baker did not contract. get an extension, baby. Because Baker stinks. He's not Pew. great. you. <laughs> All right. Well, now we can move on to the fun wagering stuff. So uh, my boy Matt Stafford is up to 3,898 yards. That means he has 602 to get in four games. That's a little over 150 a game. Or if you were to have accepted the original bet, which was 5,000, then we'd have somewhere to talk because he would need to average about 275 for the last four games. He's that, definitely not getting to 5,000. You should have to do something else if he gets to 5,000, just since you are like so adamant that it's not oh, happening. He will not sniff 5,000. Matt Stafford, listen. You should have to trim your nose hairs. With you, that if we lost to Matt Stafford in the playoffs after I say this, then I'm going to be highly upset. But let, let me tell you, <laughs> if the seating holds right now, sign me up for that all day. Matt Stafford on the road in the playoffs. Show me you built for this, Matt Stafford. Show me, because you've never done this before in your life. So show me this is what you want. Sign me up for that game all day. It's not going to land like that. I'm the hoping. only I'm chance hoping. you have is if he lands in this COVID protocol bullshit and has a couple of down <laughs> games. If he's out for two games and doesn't come with the fire the other two. That's your only shot. If he out for two games, he won't make it. And that's I'm betting on he'd be out for two games. Because he's not going 300 yards a game. People are starting to zero in on Cup. Show me. Show me, Odell. Show me. Good. We'll see. Well, Dax Dingleberries are dead. They are. They're gone. But you know the rule. Whatever your team name finishes, that's what you have to start the next year with. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not a rule. I just made it up. <laughs> It'll be there until 24 hours before the draft, and then yeah, now oh, that's okay. You all, you all can look at it during the off season if you want to go back and check it out. I'm just gonna enjoy my <laughs> bye week this week, and then get to romp in next week. Good luck. Start fucking Good people luck. up on Christmas. Good luck. Uh yeah, I think I'm pretty well set for the playoffs. I'm good. I'm happy with my, my lineup. I'm pretty well set in both my leagues, too, man. I'm hoping, man. But Tyreek Hill, man, he... Dude, he's... Stinks. Yeah. Well, they just started taking him away. Stinks. That's it. That's all right. I'll take C-E-H goal line touches all day. I got no problem with that. 
So, <laughs> so yesterday, I think it was yesterday, you had texted me that you missed a 13-team parlay by one game. Or Isn't two days ago. Shit? It is I'm some shit. But shit. here's the thing. I wanted to ask you about this because your whole thing is you always just pick money lines. You're like, I'm just picking winners. That's what I do is I pick winners. Screw the points. In this particular game, the one that you lost, you took the points. Because I thought they were going to win straight up. But if you're going to give me five points in a game that I think they're going to win, I'm going to take it. So he took the you Jets I mean? and five against the Saints. And my my philosophy Taysom here. Taysom fucking Hill. Yeah, and Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts are going to be my boys that bring me the title. The two that you said it couldn't be done with. Bro. Pick another guy. Taysom Hill ain't hit. I'm telling you, that broken I'm, finger, yo, he just got away with it on the Jets. I don't know how. We'll see. They didn't have to pass the ball. He just ran it all day. Well, I he also have Carson Wentz, so I'm good. Go with Carson Wentz. Yeah, we'll see. I just more want to shove it in your face that I can win with Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts. You will not win with Taysom Hill as your friend. You will not. Matter, matter of fact, you're on the bye this week. Taysom Hill might not even be the starter by the time you play in the playoffs. Good. Take the decision away from me. I'm fine with that. Because he stinks. He might go out there just throw four interceptions this week, and they might go back to, what's his name? Stedman. Simeon. There you go. Stedman, Stedman was Oprah's dude. She's still Oprah's dude. He'd be a fool if he left Oprah. I'm pretty sure he's just chained to a toilet in the bathroom. Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but I'd spend my life chained to a toilet then if Oprah was the person holding It's a gold chain. toilet with Chardonnay <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I flushed. I'm flush wine juice. <laughs> That's the best toilet wine you'll ever get. Oprah's house. We should start start a rumor that Oprah makes the best toilet wine. <laughs> <laughs> what if that caught fire? That'd be so much fun. Would. I bet you Oprah's fucking bitch ass would just be like, oh, actually, I am making wine now. That's a good idea. <laughs> Come read about my wine in my book club and then watch it on TV and just keep staying the synergistic cycle. I put the grapes in the back cycle. of the toilet and every time it flushes, it crushes the grapes and makes wine. Aren't y'all smart geniuses? Oh, wine. dude. And that like the bidet finishes off with a little <laughs> a baby powder. That would be rad. <laughs> that would be rad. So you don't just want your butt to be moist. You also want a shot of baby no, I don't. I'm just saying that's that's an Oprah toilet right there. I'm not at Oprah's house, but I'm assuming that that's what her bidet would would allow. I don't know. All right, so where are you at with Swagger? Uh, I'm almost at the end of season one. It's only one season? Yeah, there's only one season. So it's a brand new series. Yeah. I mean, how many episodes in this season? Uh, I think there's going to be ten uh, cause I, I'm up through nine. I think I'm on nine. Oh, you're on nine. So you're caught up. Yeah. What do you I think? It was more than that. Maybe it's I like 12. It. Like I said, it's based in my area. So I'm, I like it. It's in your wheelhouse. And I know a lot of the players just based on growing up here, actually being a couple years younger than KD. I mean, older than KD. So can I, I tell know. you this with this whole, cause I was kind of overlapping swagger and BMF. Let me say that the younger Actors in Swagger are ten times better than the guys that are like eight to ten years older than them in BMF. <laughs> and that's being said, you got to take it with a grain of salt when you're watching that these are kids, like legitimate kids. children acting. Children. So you got to take you know take that with a grain of salt. And yeah. that, but the rest American of it's pretty good. Kids. 
I mean, some of the, you know, the storyline kind of dips a little bit here and there. You're like, okay, fucking all right. What are we doing here? Yeah. But for the, I mean, for the most part, I'm enjoying it. I really, like yeah, I said, if my son was older, he'd, I, I think 12. If he was 12, he'd be watching it with me. I think it's a, it's a solid, solid show to at least, you know, look at shit from a different perspective, you know, at like at high levels of competition and people, you know expecting things out of you i think it's good for that for kids to see you know like just worry about yourself you know everything else will be all right just worry about yourself but all right did you uh all right so we're coming to the end here did you happen to watch true story on netflix um so give me the true story about your true story i have but i haven't seen the whole thing um, but I, I like so. I don't know if you know this, but the guy that's the the, the driver, like Kevin Hart's driver, yeah, in the movie, Hirsch. Yeah, I went to school with him. So, oh, really? Like, yeah. So nice. I give you know what I'm saying. Like, I make sure he get his clicks, run the clicks up on it. So I'll just click it and let it start here and there just to get some clicks up. Yeah, baby. His name, baby. Well, his name's William Catlett, but we call him baby. Went to high school with the dude, so um, I'm glad, man. I'm glad he's made. It. He started. I don't know if you remember. He started the first couple was the uh, Steph Curry commercials. He was in the kitchen. Oh no, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, so if you remember those? He started there, but yeah, man, he's made his all the way to the Kevin Hart movie, man. Big screen. It's up, not man, see. Yeah, so. so here's my thing. So you kind of not really watched it, just put it on and whatever. Yeah. So I actually watched it. And I heard it was good though. Here's the thing: I just don't watch movies for real anymore. It's not a movie; it's a limited series. Had it been a movie, oh. so it's six episodes, and mm. I'll give you the good and the bad. My critique is: had they made it a two-hour movie, it'd probably be an awesome movie. But they made it six-episode limited series, so it's about an hour too long. You know, and. There are parts of it that, I mean, a lot of it's fantastic. The dynamic of it and, you know, it's, you definitely get some eerie feelings with it where you're like, oh, motherfucker. But some of it was a little too on the nose for me. Um, Kevin Hart's acting was hit and miss. It was, it missed when it's like, you know. The, not giving anything away, the premise of the story is there's some fucking tragedy that happens right in the beginning and they gotta deal with it. And Kevin Hart's a celebrity. Alright, that's not giving anything away. So, here's the deal. It's like the most dire of situations and Kevin Hart acting as if literally his world's falling apart doesn't do a great job. However, I will say when he is spinning out of control because he's got all this pressure from different angles and is, like, reacting to people aggressively. I think he just channeled himself in that one. You know, like, I'm a fucking celebrity. Like, don't talk to me right now. Like, he just amplified that up to for this role. So, I like, in certain areas, I'm like, damn. Like, nailed it. But you could tell the stuff that he truly felt and, like, had experience with. And the stuff that he didn't. Like, he hasn't transcended that much as an actor to where you can believe him in unbelievable situations. You can believe him in believable situations. He's great at that, delivering there. But that that would be my critique. That and Wesley Snipes is a little, like, his character kind of gets into a groove. And then all of a sudden is a spaz. 
So, you know, I don't know. It's kind of whatever. But uh, I did enjoy it for the most part. I mean, it was suspenseful. It was pretty good. It was worth a watch. But like I said, two episodes too long for me. But it was pretty good. I'd, I'd recommend it. And the last thing that I'm going to recommend to you this week, besides more Black Irish podcasts, wherever you can get it, YouTube, Instagram, at Black Irish 213 for Mike, at Brendal7 for me, at Black Irish Pod for both of us. That's what we're doing here. But our Spotify yeah, playlist of the week is Lil Baby and Primus. Primus. Do you know Primus? No. Give it a listen. I know you like Lil Baby. Yeah, I know. So I think you're gonna I think you'll be interested with the combination. I give you a podcast to listen sometimes. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. You give our podcast a listen sometimes? No, I mean you're I <laughs> podcast on YouTube. I didn't I used to didn't watch it, I ain't gonna lie. But I watch it now every week. Yeah, I have I to seeing myself. It's tough. I'm not gonna lie. This is the behind the curtain part of the episode that I didn't plan on going to, but yeah, it's it's fucking difficult. Like listening back to yourself, watching yourself, because <laughs> I gotta edit this shit. You know, it's like it takes it takes a while, and I've gotta I've gotta unfortunately, as soon as we're done, rewatch us like six times over by the end of the night <laughs> to make sure everything works out together. So, uh, but I will say. It's not as bad as it used to be. It's a lot easier to deal with these days. And I think, number one, because I'm getting used to the sound of my own voice and the way I look. And number two is because we're getting better. So we're getting more comfortable. Uh, You know, we're not going anywhere. We're getting in a groove. We have a new floor that we're not going past. And our ceiling is, we don't have one. So come check us out every week. We will will be here. The ceiling is the roof, baby. The ceiling is the roof. And we're about to blow the roof off this. So check us out each and every week. And in the meantime, be good to each other. I love y'all. Love you the most, kiddo. Love you too, man. Peace. Peace.